Welcome to Changing the Channel with Joe Garner, a show about shifting our individual and collective beliefs on what is possible for the future of humanity. As our understanding of how our reality continues to shift, we are at a point of reunification between science and spirituality. What does the world look like when we break free from the generational trauma that has kept most humans playing small for thousands of years and step into our full power as the co-creators of this reality? I always ask that you keep an open mind with this podcast. Ask yourself what resonates with my truth at this time and what does not. Respect your intuition, but see if you can get through the whole show because there might be that little nugget buried deep in the conversation that unlocks something for you. Welcome back to Changing the Channel. We've got another wonderful guest lined up today. Her name is Rajesh Rai. She's a certified Usi Reiki master teacher. After learning about Reiki in 2012, it wasn't until about 2021 that she decided to really dive into it. She supports her clients in processing old patterns, dealing with grief, pain, uh, as well as addressing the negative aspects of their life. She's continuing to expand her practice into other quantum healing modalities. Um, and I want to welcome you to the show, Rajesh. Thanks for, for joining me today. Hey, Joe. Thank you for having me here today. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yes, yes. I've been looking forward to this for uh, a couple of weeks now. We, we had a, a beautiful uh, call, I don't know, about a month ago. And, you know, that, that conversation really sparked some stuff in me. So uh, I'm excited to kind of get into it. So let's mm -hmm. get started with your story with Reiki. Where did it start? How did it evolve? You know, where are you at right now? Um, so I learned of it in 2012. It was very interesting because um, I first found out my ex-husband was having an affair. And I was 25, maybe 27 at the time. And none of my friends were married. If they were married, their husbands were not having an affair. So... Um, I kind of Googled a lot and someone told me to go try past life regression. So I did um, because I, I tried everything once, you know, before I like, approach it with healthy cynicism. Um, and I went and the lady was like, why don't you try Reiki? Because one of my visions was um, my hands were hovering above my ex-husband's back. And I was like, I don't get it because I do really good back massages. But I was like, this is not a massage. This is just me holding my hands above certain places um, in his body. Um, so I actually checked out Reiki at the time, but it was a really out of the way center. It was a Tuesday afternoon. I remember I skipped work for it, uh, because it was mm. an odd time. And then I went, it felt a lot like a cult because there was a lot of chanting. Uh, people didn't really tell me what Reiki was about. Like the, the instructor didn't do a good job of introducing it. Um, so I went away feeling very awkward, even though I, I was told that my hands were very warm. So I went away not understanding why I was doing Reiki. Um, and then fast forward like 10 years later, my friend told me that she did three sessions of Reiki and she got a boyfriend. And I was like, yeah, I want a boyfriend. So it was actually <laughs> a really superficial way of getting back into Reiki. Um, so actually, I still don't have a boyfriend. I mean, I've had relationships on and off. But um, I found that last year when my friend passed away by suicide, that Reiki was such a gentle modality. Because when I spoke to like psychologists or therapists like, they will always ask you to explain your feelings. And sometimes I don't have the language for my grief. I'm sad, you know. How many ways do you want me to say that I'm sad? So I thought that Reiki was such a supportive uh, modality and really, trans uh, really helped me move forward from that period. So then I, I really went to study it, coffee, um, 
Also, because I've, to- I've told her the gift on it. So I was like, yeah, let's explore and see where this goes. I don't think Reiki is going to be my final thing, but it's still an evolving practice and I'm waiting for new downloads to come in. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's just a start. That's that's kind of yeah. where I'm at as well. You know, just this is the podcast is this first iteration and maybe it changes, maybe it goes somewhere, maybe it has, you know, a, a different leg that that takes off. But, um, you know, I think that's important important part as you as you journey down your path is that Yes, there are there's steps and there's there's uh, levels to everything. So just kind of don't get stuck on one level, one rung of that of that ladder as you start climbing up and up and up. So mm-hmm. um, that's interesting that it started with a past life regression because that was uh, similar to me. I, I was called to do this past life regression, and it kind of showed me, hey, here's here's some some of your you know here's what you're here to experience on in this incarnation, and then from there I've kind of had to learn and, and understand what my life path is. But it's mm-hmm. been fascinating to see how that one interaction, uh, one past life regression kind of evolved into where I am uh, as a human right now. I want to take a minute from the show to share how you can support changing the channel. The show is my passion project. And if you feel called to support, the best place to start is by subscribing and sharing the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Next would be to check out my website in the show notes, where you can become a VIP of the show and get exclusive content not available anywhere else. Finally, you can engage with the Q&A and polls to have direct say in the direction of the show. I am forever thankful for your support. And now, back to the show. So, for those who aren't as familiar with Reiki, explain to me a little bit about what the Reiki process is. Like, how how do you become attuned to Reiki? What are you doing as you're doing Reiki? Like, what, what are you experiencing as the Reiki practitioner? So the belief of Reiki is like we can all heal and we all have this like latent hidden ability within us. But um, traditionally, you would go to a master and tell them that you want to learn a certain lineage of Reiki. So I know Usui Reiki. I also know Karuna, Ki Reiki, um, Dragon Reiki. Like I'm still exploring. Then there's Money Reiki, Somat Reiki. So whatever lineage that you want to be attuned to, you would seek out a master and this master would do a certain set of hand movements and um, essentially download certain symbols into you. So with symbols, what happens is that um, if, for example, you know, I, I show you the okay sign, then it's universally accepted to mean certain things. So symbols are coded. So when the master is downloading these symbols into your system, it's already like energetically coded and your body knows what to do with it because the collective knows uh, what's happening with, with this energy that's encoded in a symbol. Um, so yeah, you have to work with a master. But I also know there are some masters who uh, believe that you can do things like Qigong, increase your own life force and also cha- channel or download Reiki that way. So I've been working with uh, masters just because I think it's a hat. Like why... You know, I, I can go through the, that process. And then as I do Reiki for myself, as I get attuned to other forms of Reiki, my consciousness also evolves. So I feel like it's just easier to work with a master and have some kind of like mentorship and guidance. So traditionally, a Reiki person would, a Reiki practitioner would have the person lie down on a, like a massage chair or bed. And we'll use chakra positions as guiding points for where the Reiki can be channeled too. So for me, when I tap into someone's energy, I kind of have a sense of uh, where to send the energy to. Like I'll be like, oh, my throat chakra feels blocked. So for me, I'm very intuitive. Like I kind of know where they have blockages. Like I start to cough or I start to 
But then I, I know that, okay, yeah, this person needs throat chakra help. Or if I feel like nauseous or my gut hurts, then I'll send Reiki to the sacral chakra. So I think different practitioners have their own process. For me, it has looked like um, physical symptoms showing up in me, and then I send the Reiki accordingly. Interesting. That's, that's, um, I didn't realize that, that you kind of feel it from their, their body, basically. And that's, and you're typically doing Reiki over uh, the internet, correct? You're not actually doing it physically in person? Yes. I found that when I was uh, first learning about Reiki, and um, because now I'm like 37, I feel like most of my adult life, I've been uh, very attuned to other people's energy. And it's taken me a long time to figure out what my own energy, what my own aura feels like. So I didn't really want anybody in my space while I'm still figuring out how to channel the Reiki. And, and be a clear vessel for it. So my work has mostly been online, like remote Reiki. Uh, but I also do that because I feel like we are moving towards a point of time where I don't have to be physically next to someone to do this. Like Joe and I are connecting even though we're not in the same place. I think you're in the US somewhere. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my device knows how to talk to your device. And so my body knows how to communicate your, with your body as well. Like we work through uh, energetic entities so I was just reading this thing earlier that when you're in a relationship with someone, you have person A and person B, and then there's actually a third entity, which is the relationship itself. So when you send Reiki, you also can send it to the, to the entity. So yeah, most of my work is remote. Um, essentially, what happens with attunements is that I'm downloading a frequency. And because I now have this frequency, I can send it across to your body and your device. Yeah. So that it knows exactly what to do. Right. And that's that's working in the quantum, right? And the idea mm. that we're all energetically connected, that there is no separation kind of between us, that that as you connect uh, on an energetic level, it doesn't matter the time, the space, the distance, you know, whatever um, blockages that are there, that energy can find the person wherever they are at, as long as you have that energetic connection, that that uh, quantum entanglement that that you're that's mm. available to everybody. Yes, that's right. So for me, I tend to work with like a photograph. Sometimes even the person's name is good enough. Um, I find that the more details I have is a little bit easier for me to send the energy. But in theory, like the intention is good enough. So there have been certain occasions when um, I sign on a client and we are supposed to have a session and very occasionally I forget and they'll be like, oh, you know, thanks for the session. I felt really good. And so sometimes the intention is good enough. Like the divine appointment is already made and we're just human beings playing out a certain role in our like Shakespearean world. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're the actors in this play that, yes. that, you know, that we're healing ourselves. And that's kind of what I think is happening on the collective basis. Uh, you know, across the world, people are starting to really understand that, that, that they have to do the work to heal themselves, that they have to figure out, okay, what, where, where do I need healing? How can I be healed? Uh, and, and then, you know, trusting your intuition to find that, that, uh, modality that person that master that you know whatever needs to come into your life to to show you and heal you and, and help you clear out the old energies the old patterns the old belief systems that have that are that are keeping you you know playing small that are keeping you in this little box of who you used to be instead of who you need to be or who you're going to be and that's i think an important role for reiki is is to help people uh, clear out those energies and and so in a reiki session are you mm -hmm. just bringing up those old patterns and then it's up to the person to kind of deal with the, 
the um the emotions that come up the feelings that come up the you know memories and and whatnot that come up um okay i'm deciding how to answer that because there are two things that kind of happen sometimes like for me i am clairvoyant so i tend to see visions but i'm learning that if i haven't had that experience i don't necessarily see that particular vision but the clients is a lot of stuff that's relevant for them so certain memories come up for them so for example when i have clients who have um any cheating that went on or if they have their, their partners have had affairs, then I do see this very vividly. And so when I get the download, like, yes, this person has had some cheating energy, I let them know. And they're like, oh yeah, my partner has cheated or certain boyfriends have cheated before. Um, but I think there was a case where like some lady had a miscarriage. And for me, I don't see anything at all. But um, because the person, the recipient receives the information that they need, then if they share with me uh, what's happening, then we can work through um, what are their next steps to take but a lot of times I do tell them not to get attached to the story like I'm not sure how your past life regression went but for me what showed up in my past life was like in a past life I was the one having the affair and my partner was the one who felt like really upset and I was like okay that's cool that's a story but I think sometimes like for a little bit I got attached to like oh I did this at the time and I wasn't conscious of it why am I suffering for it now and so, you know, there's this whole like karma thingy and how uh, there's a lot of cause and effect. And it just felt like it's a very unforgiving universe. Like I feel, I felt like when I attached the stories, it became like a very unforgiving thingy. But now that I am, it, it's been a while. And since there's been some distance, I'm like, yeah, it's a story. I did that then. I'm a different person now and I can use this knowledge however it benefits me. Yeah, that was that was my it took me a little bit to kind of understand that because I did. I got attached to that story of my past life regression. Uh, basically, I was on a another planet as the civilization was collapsing. Right. We had we had tried to to do this shift in consciousness and um, it didn't work. The consciousness didn't rise high enough, fast enough. And everything was kind of the whole world was on fire. It was everything was collapsing down. And I did. I got attached to that story. But. What I've realized in uh, since then is that that story is just a guidepost. It's just like a, hey, this is something that did happen, but it, it doesn't mean it's going to happen. And it, it kind of shows you, okay, where can you focus your energy in this lifetime so that you don't have to come back and learn this lesson again? Like this is, that's, that's what I think, especially the triggers when you're getting triggered by, you know, trauma or, or, um, whether it's this life or past lives it's just showing you where mm. where you can learn where you can grow where you can um you know develop yourself a little bit better so that you know in the next life in this in this uh you know you know next karmic cycle that you can focus on something different and maybe it maybe it is maybe it's focusing on you know the, the um the more beautiful aspects of life instead of focusing on healing and dealing with trauma or something like that. So yeah, it, it does. It, it does. You, you definitely can't get attached to that story, especially, you know, as, as you're doing any of this, uh, any of this work, you have to kind of allow it to, to, to flow out of you. Um, you know, and, and from my perspective, you go down, you find the root of that cause. What, what is the root of that situation? So for, for me, it was like this past life that I didn't, that I felt like I had failed at. And in reality, it was just another lesson on my journey as a soul through eternity, basically. 
you know, it, it was a lesson that I learned and it, there wasn't any failure. I, I was the one that was assigning the, the, the badness to that mm-hmm. situation. But in reality, it was just, you know, it was a, just another step along the evolution of my soul or my oversoul, um, you know, my archangelic aspects, like the higher dimensional realities of who I am as a person, which again, for most humans is very difficult to conceptualize, to, to understand that we are the cells of this, this multidimensional body that we're, that, that is experiencing reality from a whole different perspective than, you know, this, this 3d perspective, this human perspective that, that we are having right now in this conscious, um, this conscious go around that, that we're on in this single iteration. So it, it was, it was a, it was a fundamental shift in my understanding. And that is, I think kind of where we are going as a collective is more and more people are starting to understand that they're not just the human being. They're not just the, uh, single consciousness that is being expressed through this human, uh, this human body, right? We are just one that's just one small aspect of of a whole bunch of different consciousnesses that we're experiencing all at the same time but because the human mind can only focus on one linear um mm. conscious stream right it it can only focus on that one stream that we're tuned into at one time it's it uh, you know we're we kind of miss the whole other multidimensionality of ourselves that's what's happening as people start to open up, as people start to clear their vessel of the old belief systems of the fact that we are separate from each other and we are moving towards a more harmonious, a more a society where we all work together to help each other instead of working against each other to help ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's when we unlock all of the the hidden potential in in the human body. That's when the um, unmanifest parts of our DNA start to manifest. And that that's something that I've been really kind of getting into is, is understanding the quantum nature of our, our cellular body, the, the cells that make up the human vessel and that they are basically experiencing reality from a completely different perspective than we are. And then humans are the cells of this, this multidimensional body that is experiencing reality from a completely different perspective and as we start to work together just like as cells in your body if they fight each other you know if your heart and your liver are fighting against each other for resources your body doesn't work properly anymore and this is what's happening uh, you know on a global scale the cells of this body have been fighting against each other for so long that um you know we think that it's normal for us to be fighting against each other instead What's normal is for us to be working together in a more harmonious way. And that's where we're moving towards. And, and again, it takes each individual to do that work, to clear that trauma, to clear that belief that we are separate from each other, that we need to fight for all of these um, resources and, and that we can actually work together, that, that the, the fundamental law of the universe is that it is abundant. It is abundant for everyone and it can be abundant if we believe it. No, I agree. But just backtrack a little bit. So with Reiki, what it does um, is that it also activates the parasympathetic nervous system. So re- like regardless, you would come in like, uh, I think it's fight, flight, and freeze. And it gets you in quickly a resource state of not feeling anxious, not feeling depressed, not feeling stuck. So I think like from um, 
mindset point of view, that's how people can also approach Reiki. But I do have the caution before that, you know, when they do come for Reiki, there is a healing crisis that can occur. Because, you know, you're asking me like, what happens when the trauma and the memories come up. So the fact is that they do. And my job is to tell them to expect it, like to know that they could be exceptionally moody. But like you mentioned, like all this trauma and memories is trapped in your DNA and your cellular structure anyway. They're already there. And all we're trying to do is like to release them so that you can come into the, the full potential version of yourself. So I think the last time we chatted about this, we also talked about um, like a rose petal, a rose bud that if you have like petals and you imagine petals to be the conditioning that society has imposed on us, they would just kind of like um, removing the gut petals so that the, the bit inside can really blossom and, and bloom. Right. Yeah. You're just removing, you know, the layers of you that, that have been kind of put on top of you. And, and yeah. I think I'd mentioned you know, it's it's just like cleaning the mirror, right? You know, you mm-hmm. there's dirt on the mirror, then whatever is reflected in that mirror, the light hits the mirror and then it bounces off and it's tinged, it's 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 changed. So as the light is coming through you, which it's always coming through you, if you have these layers of dirt and crime and 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 dust and um, you know, your mirror isn't clean, then mm-hmm. the light that gets reflected refracted through that becomes the same tinged dirty you know stained light that that you are so and each one of us is this beautiful mirror for each other to be showing and shining and and seeing uh who the other person is so if your mirror is dirty you're showing another person that they're also dirty and that's where you know doing this healing this trauma this this um this self-work the self-development is very important because again the the cleaner that that mirror is the more beautiful of an image it's showing other people for themselves and then they can clean they can see where they need to be cleaned and then it it just keeps building and building and building Mm -hmm. so like when you talked about um this mirror thing one of the things that recently came up like even in conversation with um a a person in the industry is how we shouldn't be charging for our services and uh, we, were, we were both talking about how actually it takes a lot of work for us to be like a clean vessel for all this light to come through because I do meditate like a few hours a day. So say Joe wanted to get Reiki and Joe is like, oh, I could just meditate. And, um, you know, I was to process my trauma and my memories and all that. Like sure you could, but not everyone's meditating a few hours a day or a few hours a week. And so you're just basically paying for the convenience of someone who can hold you in your highest potential. So when I look at a client, I'm not seeing the traumatized or um, the person who needs the work, but I'm looking at this person's potential and I'm like, just reminding them that, hey, this is your potential. We just need to get rid of this, 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 and we will get to that place. So for a lot of them, they don't even know that point B exists. Like a lot of people just exist in victim consciousness. And I think we are moving towards a place where um, more people are getting into unity consciousness and uh, creatorship, like where I am God, I am creating. But it's still taking a while to get there. I feel I don't think we'll be there before a decade. Yeah. What what does so obviously we're in this transitory period between, you know, separation consciousness and a more unified consciousness, a more God consciousness. Mm-hmm. Like what does that look like for you from from your perspective? Again, you're on the other side of the world. You know, you're experiencing a, a completely different reality than most of my listeners are are experiencing. So from your perspective, what does this transitionary period look like uh from like a collective level uh perspective Mm. 
You know, it's interesting because I don't think I thought about it before, before you asked this question. Uh, right now, what's happening in my part of the world and in my network is um, that people are still seeking a modality that, that they like. They're still coming from a place of like, oh, I need to fix a problem. And, and that's still not a, bad, not a bad case to be at, but uh, we kind of want to work from the point that we already fixed. And if you already fixed then what kind of energy um, are you going to have? So for me, that's look like seeking out mentors who are where I would like to get to. And then I kind of like look at the way they are sending the messages or sometimes even being in their space. Like if I do sessions with them um, and they're doing healing work on me, I feel like, oh, that actually uh, lights me up. But I think we all have different uh, gifts. So for me, the gift at the moment looks like Reiki. And um, my friend said I have the gift of like self-soothing where I'm kind of like essentially working at the inner child and like going, hey, you know what? That thing happened to you. It's okay. Thanks. Then now this person is resourced. This person has a job. This person knows how to take care of you. Don't worry about like, you know, um, your family mom or your family dad. Like work with your internal mom and dad. And um, yeah, that this person is now way more resourced than they ever used to be. So for this moment, it looks like everyone has different gifts. Like for me, I know one of my other gifts is my voice, but I haven't really downloaded the light language that um, I have. But it's quite fun to play with other people's energy in terms of like their light language. Or if they do like quantum healing or they do like other forms of Reiki, it's actually been very, very fun for me to play with their thing. So I think my utopian world, like the world that we're trying to move towards, would ultimately uh, be one where we're all kind of doing our own things and contributing to each other in different ways. That like we'll still continue activating each other very differently. But I'm curious because we are supposed to be transitioning from 3D to 5D. I think... A book that I read by Maureen St. Germain talked about how we're already at 3.75. Mm-hmm. Like more than, uh, yeah, more than halfway into 4D. And then 4D is moving into 5D. And 5D is just a world of frequency. Like 5D is not really physical and tangible. So I think there's a population of the world that's already in the 5D and we can't see that yet. And that's why it's hard for me to describe what that vision is going to look like for me. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it's a, it's a very difficult question for sure to, to try to understand. But I think what, what we need to be working on right now is these systems that allow people to, to, um, A, you know, get their, get their needs met, right? You, you know, you have to make money, you have to have a house, you have to have, um, some level of, uh, safety. And I was talking to, uh, somebody about the, um, the hierarchy of needs the the mm-hmm. basically yeah and, yeah and how it's not necessarily a hierarchy it, it was actually designed as um kind of concentric circles right so each one you know you should be working to to maximize each one of those circles but there isn't one that's on top of the other like you can if you wanted to develop uh spiritually without having all your safety needs met. I mean, some people do that. They, they renounce everything. They, they give everything away and they only focus on their spiritual needs. And you can do that. You can also work on you know, your safety. You can work on uh, your family and friends. You can work on all those different levels all at the same time. And for whatever reason, somebody designed it as the pyramid. And you know, some people say that it was kind of corrupted and, and the... the, the 
hierarchical structures were imposed on this idea to to kind of distort the message that it's saying. And that message is, is that there are five or six aspects of life that you can work on all at the same time. Um, and Michael Beckwith talks about this. He's got the, he's got eight centers that, that each person should kind of be working on individually. Um, again, starting, you know, work, spirituality, family, friends. Um, you know, I, I don't know every single one off the top of my head, but he, he has like a very interesting, um, system that's built around that and how we should all each be working on different aspects of ourselves all at the same time. It's not that you have to do it in this linear fashion where first you get the house and the money and the security, and then you work on the fam friends and family and connection to others. And then you keep working up all the way up to self-actualization. It, it's, it's a process that you can work on all at the same time. Now, it's interesting that you say that because the Maslow's hierarchy um, I first learned of it in teaching school. So I learned of it in 2007, I think. Um, but most recently, it's been in my awareness because of the chakra set. Like safety and security is the, is associated with the root chakra. And then there's creativity, which is the sacral chakra. Like you have to feel safe. You have to feel like all your basic needs are met before you can um, go into problem solving and creativity more. So like with spirituality being the last part of it, that's linked to the seventh chakra. Yeah, and how we see the wall. Uh, your worldview, etc. Um, so the rating does work on the chakra system and we do talk about how abundance block tends to be in the root chakra because that's mm -hmm. where all our uh, images, our limiting beliefs tend to be. Like you get the root, I think the root chakra develops by like seven years of age and so they kind of say your hypnosis and Reiki and a lot of like psychological issues goes back to zero to seven years. So we tend to work a lot of that. So inside the chakra system, what's fascinating to me at the moment is that um, in the manifestation world, they're talking about how when you, know, when you want to manifest something, if you download it through your crown chakra first, so it goes from upwards to downwards. So it goes from the crown chakra, it meets in the um, that eye where you visualize it, you have a vision for it, you keep connected with the vision, and then it goes out to the throat chakra where you're telling people about your, about your vision. And then eventually it makes its way to solar plexus where you create the plans um, the blueprint that you need to execute in order to get to um, to getting the vision out. But ultimately, it will go all the way to sacral and root. And root chakra is where you ground the project in 3D and where it can work on its own without your interference. Like it's a self, it's a baby and it's going to like do its own thing now. So the project is a bit self-sustaining. So in the manifestation world, they've been talking about how um, a lot of us are very airy fairy, like we tend to be very good with the visualizing and all that, but we kind of get stuck with um, bringing the whole project down or the whole vision down to the root chakra. Um, the other thing that I've heard about it is that in clearing energy and limiting energy and negative energy, sorry, limiting beliefs and negative energy, that we kind of work the other way, that it goes on the root chakra and then you're kind of making your way up to the crown uh, chakra. So for me right now where I'm at, is my blockage, uh, my work has to be in, in between the throat and the heart. Hmm. But I'm like, yeah, I'm halfway there and it's going to like eventually make its way out of the system. So it's going to always go from up, uh, from downwards to upwards when you're trying to do the clearance. So I, I think I heard of that from uh, Mind Valley. There's this guy, Jeffrey Allen. He does a really cool program called Duality. Yeah, so that's how I've been seeing the chakra system. But it's really cool to me that you're saying that now the 
Chakra system, the pyramid, the pyramid, the pyramid structure is corrupt because that could make sense where we are trying to move towards a capitalistic society and we want to move people away from um, getting in touch with their spirituality and their way, their ability to create on their own. Right, exactly. So it, it's just an idea. I don't know, the, you know, the, the, the truth, the full truth behind that. And obviously for people who are just learning about this, you know, do your own research, go out and, and check it out, find out what is true for you and um, kind of take all of this. I, I think it's important to take any, um, any recommendations, any, any suggestions, you know, with a little bit of grain of salt, you have to go out and do your own work. And I, I really love the idea that you're bringing, you're manifesting from the top down and you're getting rid of the negative energy from the bottom up. I mean, that's a very, uh, I haven't heard it put that way. And I think that's a, a very uh, unique perspective to, to kind of understand how that process works, to, to really understand how the manifestation process works. You bring it in from, again, the higher realms, from God, from the universe, from your higher self, whatever, whatever that, however you kind of conceptualize that, that aspect of yourself that is exa- outside of this five sense reality. Uh, you know, for me, it's like the multidimensional body, your future self, you know, the, the future versions of yourself in parallel universes that exist, that have made this jump, that have become self-actualized and they come back and they're helping you to to move along this path as well. Um, and, you know, bringing that information down and then moving it through, you know, you see it in your mind's eye, then you speak it out into the world. Then, you know, through the heart, it, it uh, you know, it, it, emanates out into your what i've heard is that the the heart is basically the the magnetic aspect of the manifestation so when you bring that manifestation into your heart you now attract the things that you need into your life the synchronistic opportunities that happen when you're manifesting when you're truly manifesting um and then yeah bringing those down and creating a goal and and bringing it into the physical reality and then like you said birthing it out into the world that's that's Mm -hmm. Beautiful. So it's Jeff Allen. Like I have to say, it's not my thing. It's just like when he put it like that, I was like, oh, that's a really cool way of doing this. Because I, I do agree that we haven't been embodying um, our manifestation. We've always been, at least for me, I'm very good with visualizing stuff. But um, as long as you don't do the work of like, okay, I visualized it, what are the next steps to do? Like we don't always get to the aligned action beat and we stay um, right up here. But we are on earth. We are meant to have the physical human experience. And so long as you don't come back to your body, you don't feel any emotions that's um, connected to, you know, certain trauma, then that's going to keep playing on repeat. Do you know that interestingly, uh, emotions only last 30 seconds? Hmm. So even when I read them, yeah, it's only 30 seconds. So it's just that we kind of spiral like this. You, we tend to have a thought that doesn't feel good and then we tend to go down this whole um, loop of like a worse thought. So you could say like, oh, I don't feel pretty today. And like, oh yeah, I would feel so much better if I started exercising. But oh, I'm so lazy. I procrastinate. Like, da, 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 like kind of go down this loop. And then that spiral takes you like way longer than like, 30 seconds. But essentially, like even a Reiki treatment, even if emotions come up, by the time the sessions are over, yeah, the client should have had processing emotion. Or you drink a lot of water, like emotions will come up with toxins in the body itself. Yeah, exactly. But you know, you're also talking about like parallel lives and uh, one of the things that I'm working on doing is also how you can collect back your energy from all these other parallel lives that don't serve you well. So with every decision that you make, um, there are five aspects to how that decision can play out. So there's a neutral 
a neutral um, outcome. There is a very good outcome. There's a good outcome, sorry, a very good outcome. And then there's, there is a not so ideal outcome and the lousiest possible outcome. So you have all these five parallel lives just for one decision. And then that apparently branches out into way more parallel decisions. So it's kind of like making a choice that um, I only want to align with the best possible outcome like all the time and then keep pulling your energy back from all those other places. If not, you kind of have energetic imprints with you know, people and places or like even if you connect on social media with like people who are randomly following you and you've never interacted with your content. Next places where you're leaving your energy and I think it's very important for us to start pulling back our energy from all these like um, yeah, places. Even things like Netflix, you know, watching shows, you may want to start pulling back your energy. Like, okay, cool. I interacted with this content. Now I want to um, take time at the end of the day to pull back, like really imagine you're a magnet and have all this energy consolidating back within you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always pulling back that energy, uh, that that higher timeline energy, that that you know mm-hmm. the highest good energy back into you, and releasing any of those negative thoughts. And and again, it's it's so easy to say, and it's so difficult to do, right? Like I even last week, I was deep down. I, I took a spiral down on I don't know, it was a last Monday, I think, um, where I got into this you know whole thought process of you know this. Nobody's going to ever listen to this podcast. And and I don't even know why I'm spending all this energy and time on it. You know, I put out a couple social media posts and and I got, you know, 25 likes and it's just, it's not going to be enough. It's not going to be, nobody wants to listen to my perspective. And then, you know, I kind of spent that whole, I spent about half the day spiraling down and then it took me about two or three hours to really get back out of that to to focus back my energy to pull my energy out of that that negative timeline and back into the positive timeline and by the next day i was back in it i was like super excited i had a great conversation i really enjoyed the day and Mm -hmm. i think it's it's okay to understand that you're gonna you're gonna have these positive and negative and kind of bounce back and forth but the more conscious you are of it instead of you just going down this negative spiral and continuing down the spiral for days and days and days. Mm-hmm. When you become conscious of that spiral, when you become conscious of, oh, shoot, I'm back in that negative time frame. And honestly, like I was pretty conscious that I was in that negative time frame, but I still like continued down it just because I was used to doing that. And it, it's it's always a lesson. It's always this practice that you're that you're having. So even for me, you know, I've been... I've been kind of working on myself for for several years now and I still have these these downward spirals especially when you're when you're trying to to have new goals when you've got like a new trajectory right when you when your highest good has shifted from one thing to another thing that's when that that negative spiral kind of comes in again and um as long as you're conscious of it and you continue to do that work and do the self work and Every once in a while, if you need a Reiki session, get that Reiki session. If you if you got to sit down and meditate, sit down and meditate. If you need to, you know, go do a, a cold plunge and a, a sauna session, you know, go do those things. Mm-hmm. Get back into that positive timeline. Release those emotions. Get rid of the 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 negativity that exists inside your body, and then move forward from there. Then then you are dead focused on that highest calling that is bringing forth the the most true essence of who you are into this reality you know i really like this uh phrase but i can't recall where i heard it um because i think it's very gentle and forgiving it says it takes as long as it takes so 
you know how when we started, we were talking about, um, is there a specific direction that life moves in? And I want to say like, yes, but we tend to deviate, you know? So if I were to um, say, I want to go to Spain, I could do that from a direct flight from Singapore to Spain, or I could do like transits. I will eventually get to Spain. And so if you kind of take life as um, various checkpoints and you, your, your GPS, which is you and your guidance system, your intuition, it will always direct you and nudge you towards where you need to be. And like, yeah, you may get distracted by a puppy or something on the way, but it'll be like, like you know, like, re let's redirect, let's recalibrate, let's recalculate the route and you will get wherever you need to get. So I think that that way life sort of has a bit of fluidity to it, but there is an end goal in mind. Like we do have the um, highest potential that we're here to achieve. And and that's the end goal is that highest potential, yes. that, that, that possibility of who you could truly become. Mm-hmm. And truthfully, like, even if you don't do it in this lifetime, this, like, in another lifetime, there are multiple lifetimes. You may already be doing this in a parallel life in another different uh, dimension and time and space. So, honestly, there's no, like, guessing to. It's more of, like, a becoming. We're already this, like, perfect version. We're just, like, shedding all these layers. And I feel like that's a way more forgiving approach rather than what I've been doing for the past 10 years, which is, well, I'm not here yet. I'm going to fix this. I'm going to do this next modality and I'm going to, like, shed this conditioning, but I'm starting to be very comfortable with where I am right now and accept myself for, you know, this journey that I've been on. And I'm like, okay, actually, this is not bad. This is a really nice pace compared to, you know, where I was 10 years ago. And I'm going yeah. to like simplify the journey. Yeah, and it's it's just like, it would be like just sitting in a chair because you don't think you're ready to take the first step forward. And, you know, you're not going to get anywhere just sitting there in the chair. Like, if even though you're not ready, maybe you don't think you're ready to live your highest timeline. If you start taking one step or two steps or three steps mm -hmm. towards that, then you can start to see, oh, shoot, well, here's where here's what I need to deal with. Here's here's the limiting beliefs that I still have. Here's the the negative trauma that I've experienced in this lifetime or a different lifetime. And you can move towards that goal while also handling those, you know, helping understand, release, fix. Um, you know, again, it's not necessarily fixing. It's just releasing the things that yeah. that have been stuck inside of your your vessel for for so many years, whether it's from zero to seven, whether it's from, you know, your your uh, conditioning as a teenager uh, or like I think a lot of things, it's it's from past lives. It's from experiences that you had before you came to this planet. And this is a very good planet to address those to get rid of that trauma because again there's so many emotions that you can experience in the human body there's so many triggers that you can have in that human body so it's it's the perfect mechanism for dealing with that trauma whether it's from this lifetime or past lifetimes and now on the earth there are so many different ways that you can deal with that trauma like you don't have to just go to talk therapy anymore you don't have to have uh, a parent or an uncle or a, or a mentor that can help guide you, you know, you can go do Reiki, you can go have a meditation practice, you can do breath work, you can do uh, heat shock therapy, you can they have, you know, there, there's um, sound healing now that you can get into, uh, not only with sound bowls and, and healing like that, but also um, you know, generated sounds that that are starting to that we're starting to understand are are helping humans kind of release their trauma as well as just going out into the sun. The sun has such an, a profound effect on the human vessel. 
that when you get out into the sun, and I was listening to a podcast yesterday about about the quantum uh, effects of the sun on on a cellular and sub subatomic level. Like basically, the cell is designed to take sunlight, and through the melanin, it it basically um, it takes that that unfiltered sun and it it refracts it into a very specific. Uh, frequency of light that it shoots off into each part of this the cell. So, like the mitochondria has a different um, frequency that's that's getting ref, uh, refracted out into it. And the more that you get into the sun, the more that that the the um, your cells at a cellular level can regenerate, can have this positive impact. And that is such a healing and profound effect on the the human body. Like when your body is working properly it it can address those emotions it can heal those traumas it can it can understand what it, it needs to do and it's it's incredible that that we have all these different modalities now and and again i don't, I don't think it's it's certainly not just luck that that we have all these it's there's a there's a guided process that we're going through as as humanity on how to heal ourselves from the trauma that we've experienced over uh the last five thousand years of this uh the the way of life that we've been living no i agree i like you said it's probably past life it might be even be like ancestral so there's like all this clearing that we um have to do and i think the most important part is not to get attached to the story but figure out modality that you want so for me like reiki is currently the thing that's sticking but i've also been like super fascinated with human design which is like a new framework um, because I find some of my clients, they don't like uh, or they don't necessarily understand what Reiki is doing for them. So they like going away with certain action steps. Like I can look at a chart and be like, oh, you need to meditate, you know, 45 minutes a day. Like I'll give them certain things based on your chart. Um, but like even today, I discovered this thing called astrocartography. And I don't know if I'm saying that right. Mm -hmm. It's like your birth data and your natal chart superimposed on a map of the world. And it tells you like where in the world you could go for like retreat or uh, for romance or, or for career or for uh, wealth. And I was like, how cool is that that you have this tool? So I haven't played with it enough, but um, I do think that, you know, even certain parts of the world and, and where we get like uh, the ley lines and all that, those are supposed to be really healing for you. And if you have a life hack like uh, Reiki or breathwork or whatever, then yeah, why not use it? Like there are many ways to get to the same end point. But surely now there are faster ways, like more advanced ways of getting there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've, I've looked into my astro cartography as well, and it's, it's very interesting. I'm supposed Is to be. Uh, to uh, no, so none of my ley lines are there. Um, I'm supposed to be in Western Australia or off the coast of Madagascar, uh, and I think there was most of mine are in in the oceans, so Pacific Ooh. or Atlantic Ocean, so. Um, maybe I'm supposed to just be on a boat somewhere. Who knows? But, um, no, Rajesh, this has been, this has been wonderful. I really enjoyed our conversation today. I think it'll have, um, you know, a, a nice enlightening, uh, effect on people that are listening. And, and we talked about so many different modalities, so many different ways that you can, that you can do the healing, do the, do the self work, do the, the, the self development and, um, you know, just kind of pull on each one of those and, and see, like you said, try it once. I, I like that you that you have such an open mentality to trying new things. And I think that would be 
uh, huge for anybody else who, you know, know that they, they have something that's stuck inside of them and they need to get it out. You know, try, try different things. See what happens. Do a past life regression. Try Reiki. See what happens when you do a, a cold plunge in a sauna. Like, <laughs> try it all out and see what happens. See what sticks. And then stick with it until it stops working and then try another one, try different ones. And, and I think where we are in humanity, there's going to be these new, these new quantum healing aspects that are going to be coming out, you know, light therapy and, and some of the stuff that I've seen little bits and pieces of that I think are going to start really making it into not, I want to probably not the mainstream, but into certain circles and you'll, you'll be able to use light and sound and, um, vibration healing to really, you know, fix and cure and, and get rid of all the traumas that, that, that your human vessel has in it from ancestral or past life or this life trauma. And then, you know, I, I can't even imagine it's, it's hard to even fathom what that world looks like when, when we're all healed and we're all working in this, in this beautifully harmonious way. Mm -hmm. I agree. I feel like we will get it sooner rather than later. And I mean, we've all started the process, you know, unless you do that past life thing where the planet combusted. Do you see your planet combusted? Uh, it was all on fire. I was on top of this massive building and everything was just burning around me. Yeah, so I think this time is supposed to like happen, whether it's going to happen through a solar or whatever. But yeah, we're moving towards, we're all moving in the right direction. Yeah. Now, Rajesh, if, if somebody wants to get up with you, get a Reiki session, what's the best place to reach out to you? Um, so I'm most accessible on Instagram, which is um, at Reiki Energetics, R-E-I-K-I-E-N-E-R-G-E-T-I-X. My website is the same, reiki-energetics.com. Okay, perfect. I'll make sure I put those in the show notes so that everybody can, if they feel called to a Reiki session. Um, they can get one from you. So I really appreciate the conversation. This was wonderful. And um, I'm looking forward to maybe having you back on the show again. Sure. Thank you, Joe. I, but like you said, like try Reiki, try with me, try with anybody else, but figure out a modality that's going to work for you. Perfect. I love that advice. Thank you again for listening to Changing the Channel with Joe Garner. If you enjoyed the show, please follow the podcast. Hit the bell to know when a new show comes out. Share with a friend and rate us on whatever platform you're tuning in from. It helps get these messages out to more people to create the collective shift in reality we are here to experience. Make sure you interact with the Q&A and poll sections of the show so I can continue to provide content you enjoy. Finally, check out my website in the show notes to become a VIP of Changing the Channel and join the shift that is happening.